Furniture, appliances, mattress. Fam.news. Tis the season. Tis the season we sit down with our families and break bread. Thanksgiving dinner's coming up. And one of the one of the traditions I, I share with Greg, Greg Law, the owner of Sweet Dreams Mattress and Furniture, is he, he likes to do this thing where he says, hey, let's just take a second to go around the table and say something we're grateful for. And I've tried this in uh, non-Thanksgiving scenarios with folks. And I tell you, sometimes it makes people awkward if they're not used to doing it. They're so awkward that as they go around the table, they'll just repeat what the last person said because they don't know what to say. But it's really important to focus on gratitude. So maybe this Thanksgiving, if you haven't had this tradition, maybe you should start it with your family. Right before or right after you break bread, take a second and ask the table, hey, can we just go around the table and ask for everyone to say one thing that they're grateful for and see what happens. And make sure you got something fantastic queued up. Or maybe the moment will just take over for you. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Adventures of Matman. Episode 34, The Attitude of Gratitude, Revisited, Part 2, again. And now, Madman's secrets to becoming a sleep-selling superhero. Well, good morning, superpower seekers. My name is Matt Manster Capesalot. I'm the comfortable Cape Crusader. I fight the things that keep you up at night, and I teach and preach the game plan for better sleep. I'm also the sleep resident sleep superhero on staff of Sweet Dreams, Mattress, and Furniture of Lake Norman, the Lake Norman Dream Team. I'm also part of FAM Crew, F-A-M dot news, FAM dot news, furniture, appliances, mattresses, Dude, we're uh, 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 kind of a link shell of, uh, bu- oh, gamers don't know that term. Hey, we're, we're a group of folks who are industry front thinkers of, fur- of the furniture, appliance, and mattress industries. Uh, we got a lot of news there. Alex Milstein's writing articles. You got Dos Marcos doing podcasts every week, and they're awesome. They wrote a book called Come Back to Bed. So if you want to stand out in your local market as an independent retailer, and you happen to be in the furniture, appliance, and mattress industry... Dude, come hang out with the fam. We got the peeps. We got the peeps. And hey, speaking of superheroes, Dreams for All of Pinehurst, the uh, the mother the mothership, did a fundraiser in October to raise a ton of money in support of the Dreams for All Foundation, which believes that nobody deserves to sleep on the floor. It was an amazing event, and I saw our Tempur-Pedic rep, Casey Williams, there. He's a uh, advisor to our board. Also, Doug Stewart and Mark Kinsley were there of Fam.News crew. They're, they're representing. And, uh, dude, the event was just fantastic. Uh, we often don't dress up. We also, like, when I hang around Amy Sexauer, and she's the director, and then some of the folks from the mattresses, Sweet Dreams Mattress and More team, like uh, Eve, we're all just wearing our regular work clothes. So we were all just. All each one of us to the nines, super super dressed up. It was a lot of fun to see us, uh, you know, do that. And they they were able to raise a lot of money, which is great because that money goes to supporting the foundation. There's several full time employees, like Amy herself is the director, Corey Lane, the ops manager, Ryle is on the phones and organizing stuff for folks, uh, in communication with everybody. And so it goes to pay for things like that. Plus, plus Keith Moneymaker, the man with a heart of gold. Had installed a a kiln in his um, 
in in his uh, warehouse, and that was not cheap. That's ex- actually that's extraordinarily expensive. So those funds go to pay for things like that, so that we can repurpose and sanitize bedding. Woo! I'm gonna get a little bit of water here. Mmm. Wet your whistle. Anyways, uh, hey, if you're interested in making a monetary donation to Dreams for All, or by jo- or joining the ranks of our team to become an affiliate to do Dreams for All in your area. Text me at 704-706-2436. donated buys uh, buys the services to sanitize a mattress, a box spring, and then a brand new bed frame to go to somebody who would use this for a very long time. So it's a great cause. We are looking for, we we look to partner with places that oftentimes uh, help veterans who are homeless, homeless folks in general, also foster families, and then also a lot of places that deal with um, folks re- recovering from addiction and other things in life. It's a really, really great cause, and we, we would appreciate any contribution or any help. Come join the ranks and stand shoulder to shoulder with superheroes. All righty, so it's November, and right now I'm doing pretty good with the sleep villains. They are kind of hiding from me because I don't see them every day. You know, caffeine chameleon's not kicking my butt right now. I'm three days on, two days off. And I've got a pretty good, pretty good leg on it there. Speaking of leg, I saw a new new villain coming up. Wrestler leg syndrome. Oh, oh get you. Okay, stop. Over there, over there. Oh, my God, that is one restless leg on wrestler leg syndrome. See, he's a bull in a china shop. Yeah, and he's spinning, flipping, and keeping his sleep partner awake. So I'm going to strategize on the best way to knock this guy out, take him out for good. But I'll tell you what, it's it's about Thanksgiving. So I, I wanted to just talk about things that I'm grateful for for a few minutes. Wow, a few minutes. Yeah, right. Dude, there's so many things to be grateful for. Uh, you know, I'd done last year I did a, an attitude of gratitude episode, and I'm doing it again this year because I have learned a lot. This year has been an incredible year. I turned 40, and then all this stuff happened. Oh, my gosh. But really, uh, you know, and I'm going to tie this back into sleep in just a second here. So gratitude has a lot to do with sleep. Totally. So follow me. Follow me. All right. So real quick, I wrote, man, sorry for my squeaky chair. Jeez. All right. So I wrote a few things down that me personally... Uh, Andy slash Matt Man is just grateful for right off the bat. And one of them, I just want to take a hot minute to say that I am extremely grateful for the Dream Team, which is the employees of Sweet Dreams Mattress and Furniture of Lake Norman, just north of Charlotte, in Charlotte, uh, Lake Norman, North Carolina. Dude, I'll tell you what. The delivery guys, are. we have five-star delivery, uh, delivery crew members. They get a ton of five stars for our business. They actually lead our uh, a store in in five star reviews, and so then they help me do the dreams for all stuff. So I've got a lot of nonprofits that have folks that need beds, and I have found more partners than I can. I found more demand than I can supply, and I looked yesterday or a day and a half ago at our inventory, and I'd seen like five queen mattresses for dreams for all up here. So that was five beds in a two week time that the delivery guys were removing from someone's house that didn't have any stains, were in great shape, and so they rescued those beds. And they're always just kind of looking, and they know, and I've talked to each one of them. They've got 
dreams for all hats, you know, and I, I'll tell you what, man, I, I, there's some emotion. Uh, one of, one of the guys, Jake Bates, he blessed the beds and it was an emotional moment when we were, when I was had, I'd had a whole truckload of mattresses I was delivering to refugees. Those are emotional ties. I mean, so they're, they're just doing their job. They're working, but they're doing this one other thing too. And I'm super grateful that I've got a team to help do those things because I can't do it on my own. Not only that, you know, we, we've got some exceptional people on our team that really just go above and beyond. And that's, that's, what, that's what it's like to be on the dream team. I'm even doing this episode to kind of share some of our culture. Because when I sit around with the top team, which is Katie and Greg Law and Catherine, uh, Greg's sister, this is the kind of stuff we talk about. And this is the way we talk to each other. This is... This is what gets us fired up, and this is what helps us, you know, really kind of look and and get after doing things, being better people. So, anyways, I'm just grateful for the dream team. We have an exceptional group of people here, um, and and they fire me up. Next, uh, I'm grateful. <laughs> you're gonna love this. I'm grateful for science and the scientific method and the modern ways we have of learning things. Hashtag master your tech. Master your technology. Don't let it master you. Anyways, uh, there were a lot of achievements this year that I saw. You know, we we shot a satellite at a, um, at a meteor and moved it, made a meaningful change to the meteor's trajectory. So that was really cool. I was very, very humbled by the fact that humanity can do that. And not only that, um, maybe two months ago, they had they had a fusion reactor core that was sustained for like eight seconds or something close to it. It was it was if it wasn't a few seconds, it was a dozen seconds. And while that doesn't seem like a big deal, that's the longest that they've been able to have that reactor main stable. So we're just that much closer to fusion energy, which basically makes free energy for us and like clean free energy it would literally flip things completely upside down with uh how we power the world because we have an energy crisis right now look at the you know everyone's hot him and hot about the price of gas when really you should just be grateful that you have a car that's not broken down on the side of the road like hey uh look okay anyways it's really hit here nor there these are just wonderful things that i saw with uh you know technology that I'm just really excited about that give me hope. Maybe we do get off of this rock. And then my last thing I'm grateful for is that I learned the way of the coffee, the way of coffee. So um, I I read the trilogy, the science fiction trilogy, uh, Three Body Problem, which is aliens coming to Earth and everyone freaking out. It's great. <laughs> Anyways, one of the, uh, you know, this, this computer, this robot that's here, and uh, this is written by a gentleman that is Asian. I think he's from China uh, originally, but lives now in the U.S. or maybe in the U.K. So in there, he had a story about the way of tea, which is an ancient Chinese tradition about how you prepare tea. And it's not just that you make tea. It's that you, you prepare the kindling that boils the water. And how you clean all the utensils. And then how you prepare the tea leaves. You massage them. You put them in the boiling water. And you stir them around a certain way. And it's this meditative state you get into up until the point in time you have tea. Because now your body and mind are both prepared for that tea. And you have just a heightened sense of relaxation and 
in total experience of it. And that just really clicked for me when I saw people making coffee in like Portugal. We went to a few places making coffee, you know, AKA espresso, like this tiny little cup of thimble of espresso is their coffee. But then the way that they would make it sometimes is they do these pour overs, elaborate pour overs, and they would measure the amount of coffee, put it in a certain way. And then I noticed that they would pour it in this circular fashion, this circular motion. And so then I went to Montreal and my buddy had a pour over that was for one cup of coffee, which is really cool. And then same thing there. He kind of just poured it in generally, but then I had the knowledge to lock the two together. So I now have that same thing in my house where in the morning I have the way of coffee. And I'm, I'm glad I have a label for it now. This is so the way of coffee means a very specific thing. When I plan out my wake up routine, I write the way of coffee in that morning slot time. But then at the bottom of my, my schedule, I'll say what those what the way of coffee is. So I'll say like the way of coffee is cleaning the kitchen and meditating, cleaning the kitchen and reading, cleaning the kitchen and notice cleaning the kitchen is always there because I make a mess in the kitchen every 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 day. And I got to clean up after myself. Sometimes I get lazy, but if I do it the day before and there's nothing to clean in the kitchen, then I get to spend more time doing the reading or the meditating. Or uh, I'll just clean something else, man. You know, I'll just, just, how many chores you can get done in the nine to 12 minutes that that water boils is significant. You can make a huge impact on how many chores you have to do on the weekends. Okay, I digress. So I love the way of the coffee because. It, now my coffee habits are way more under control because I used to make a cup in five minutes and now it takes more like 25 minutes. And so the nine to 12 minutes for the water to boil and another nine to 12 minutes because then you pour the, the boiling water into the filter with the coffee, you have to wait for it to settle. You kind of get it all wet and then you do the circular motion and then all that coffee comes to the bottom of the of the filter and all the water goes through it. And then you'll know you've done it right because it drips so much slower. And when it's done dripping and the water's all out of it, it really kind of looks like chocolate down in there. It doesn't look like coffee grounds anymore. It looks totally different. So you know, you know you've done a good job when that's the way. And my coffee's been so much more flavorful. So I'm just, you know, that's, I'm grateful for way of the coffee. And dude, if you, if you want tips on this stuff, on how to do coffee, if you don't know what I'm talking about, Text me at that number, 704-706-2436. I'd love to send you instructions for way of the coffee. Share in my meditative moments. Ah, But then, okay, there's a few things as Matt Man, when I'm around here in the showroom, you know, my, my humor and my perspective in life comes from experience of, experiences that I have had. And I am a man that is focused on gratitude Gratefully so, because I know that the other, in another universe where I exist, in an alternate timeline where I'm not focused on gratitude, I, I'm not a very good person, I'm sure. Because you can easily go down the rabbit hole of how life sucks. And um, and so then I say that because, you know, uh, I'm just going to tell you these stories and share them with you so that you can understand how these pertain to better sleep. So the first one I tell you is a little bit of history on me is I live about 35 to 40 minutes away from work. For the first three years, 2006 to 2009, I actually only lived two minutes away from work. But then from 2009 to about 2014, I hated my 40-minute commute. I despised it. I found reasons to drive unsafe. 
I would like be tailgating people. I'd have road rage. And I'd be late to everything. I would leave too late to get there on time. And I just it just struck me down. But then I was talking to a customer about it one day, and I was hemming and hawing about traffic. And they uh, it was this lady who had slightly younger than me at the time, who had four kids. And I I had made some sidelong comment about you know ribbing my uh, my forty minute commute, and she kind of turned very directly, looked at me, and said in a very sarcastic yet inquisitive tone. Are you telling me that you spend 30 to 5 to 40 minutes in your car by yourself? That no one can veto what you want to put on the radio? Or if even you want to have the radio off and drive in absolute silence, you can do that? That's that's what you get to do every day? Twice a day? It's <laughs> you can see where this is going. Because if you've been, if you married, you you know what she's talking about. And even if you have kids, you just know what she's talking about. I don't have kids, but I'll tell you what. I did know what she was talking about, that I was taking that for granted, that 40, 35 to 40 minutes. So I quickly decided, made the mental note, you know, don't ever make that kind of comment again. Like, that's you're done. Like, she's right. And ever since, I have focused on listening to podcasts and audio books or just music in on my commute and i listen to so many good podcasts from radio lab uh radio lab and moth radio now don't don't get crazy on me those are both on npr yes chill out calm down hey so but they're they're fantastic radio lab i couldn't recommend it enough look if you got five bucks and you want to yeah go give it to them uh because and you, you can sit and listen to their podcast for like years and you will they will blow your mind. Some of my favorite episodes from Radio Lab were like when they when they did those radioactive isotopes on one side, they put like they put radioactive isotopes in, in water on one side of a forest and found that it was sharing that water throughout the entire forest. So there was another part of the forest like mile kilometers away that that water was shared through. So trees in a forest actually share resources. There's so many other awesome things. Moth, Moth Radio storytelling as well. All right, I digress. And it's, it's been a while since I listened to those, so i got to get back on that train because I've been listening to other stuff. But anyways, <clears throat> there was one other thing that really fixed my commute because right now on my morning commute, I'm, I'm rarely late. I, I, I'd say tell you that I love my commute. So a lot of my writing, these podcasts, I do during my commute. I'm thinking. I'm learning. I'm, I'm being active while I wait to get to work. I, uh, I was blessed enough and lucky, fortunate enough to go to India for 10 days to visit my parents. My dad was working out there for two years, so I went on a trip. My brother, my oldest brother, and a couple of his work buddies came, and dude, like it was, it was an amazing eye-opening experience. So one thing that I learned in, in, from India, though, with the commute is just how good I have it. Like, I had no idea. I mean, I've been at, I've lived in the Chicagoland area. I knew what traffic was like. I've, I've seen Atlanta... Uh, in New York City and even uh, D.C., I've seen traffic. So when people here complain about traffic, I laugh because I have that context. But I'd never experienced traffic like India. Like, oh, my gosh. So the story is, is we went from Delhi to New, uh, from Delhi to New Delhi to Agra, or just Delhi. Delhi to Agra, on, at their time, it was 2014, they had a new... Um, they had a new highway. It took like two and a half hours. Our driver was super bored. 
just absolutely bored out of his mind and was like falling asleep. So we get out to Agra, great. Um, two and a half hours to go back to drive the same amount of miles to get back. Um, took two hours and 14 minutes one way. So we, we spent 10 hours the next day traveling back to Delhi on the side roads. My mom had asked that we do the side roads so that we get to see the countryside and see cities. It was, it was like you're dodging cattle, you're dodging rickshaws, you're dodging mules, you're dodging people. Like there, there's no rules. So now here I just get back home and I, I hop in my car. I put on whatever it is that I, I, I get to choose to listen to unvetoed me. And I just drive to work and I drive about the speed limit. And I don't care when people are mad behind me because I just know that they don't have that same context. So I'm really grateful to have learned that lesson about how how good we have it here in the U.S. Man, there's one other story that I like to tell from Delhi. We went to Old Delhi. And Old Delhi is this huge portion of the city. It's much smaller uh, with the streets because there weren't cars back in the day. So you have to like either ride bikes or walk. And as so we did a bike tour. And as we're going in, we passed these two gentlemen who were walking. And they were just wearing very distinct uh, clothing. I was like, the one dude was blue and white. You couldn't miss him. And so we get about get about a mile in there and stop and we have some chai tea. We're sitting there for 30, 40 minutes and here walks in the dude with the blue and white. What do you know? And he happens, so we're sitting, it's a courtyard that we're sitting in and none of us had really, I mean, I think we'd seen it, but we just hadn't noticed the elaborate giant mess of wires. Like one of those, it was huge, dude. Like it was much bigger than many basketballs put together like you know i mean it was just a massive conglomeration of wires it was a hot mess and so oh oh yeah okay no worries there so it was a total hot mess and then uh so basically though what so he walks up to the pile of wires and just on the ground in a very careful spot was a stick and he p- gently picks up the stick, puts it up towards one of the wires, lifts the wire, puts the wire a few inches to the left, carefully drops the wire, carefully puts the stick back, and then turns around and walks away. And story, like, dude, I will forever regret not asking that guy what he just did. Like, I want to know, and I will forever be curious as to what he just did but i'm certain he was turning on the power to do something at his house and that's how far he had to walk to do it maybe it was his house maybe it was his job i don't know i don't know that detail but what i do know is he was he had to walk at least 30 to 40 minutes to get there and had to walk 30 to 40 minutes back and then i would just assume that since he turned his power on somebody else's power came off and so now that guy is just like Oh, son of a gun, my phone isn't charged all the way. Or I wasn't done doing my laundry yet. I got to walk 30 to 40 minutes to flip the switch and then walk 30 to 40 minutes back. And so then that's their life. Like, you know, that's that's what they go through just to have power for appliances in their house. Yep. Too busy? Uh, too exhausted to do chores? Are you too overwhelmed? Is work too hard? Is is your is your significant other asking too much of you that you can't do a few extra things around the house? 
Now, I, I focus on chores because I hate doing chores. And the more I lean into this, the more ha the happier I am actually doing chores. <laughs> I, I would rather be sitting around gaming all day in my underwear. I don't care. But I do care because you need a clean space to have a healthy brain. And also, my wife's love language is chores. So I rewrite the script here. This is how I rewrite the script. Anyways, I'm going to share with you. I, I sent a text message to some of my friends. And I asked some things that they think other people take for granted. So here's what I got. <clears throat> Buddy of mine, Douglas. Uh, I feel like a lot of people take our domestic freedoms and privileges for granted. And I, I could not agree more. That's a pretty big one. You know, freedoms. Like the things that we're, we're able to do. That's absolutely something that people take for granted. But also, I think he means like the things that we could lose. The privileges that we could lose. So, um, it's, you know, thank you, Douglas. Next up is Joe, my buddy Joe. He says that people often uh, take for granted the unique qualities of individuals. And I love that. Uh, Joe, that really reminds me of Ted Lasso. Because Ted Lasso, when he engages somebody, he sees what's unique about them. And he tries to do have them do more of that. He tries to really get to learn about each person and it really some folks are super caught off guard they don't they don't even know what he's you know most people don't slow down to recognize that so uh that's it's a funny ted lasso moment trenton james that's my nephew trenton james kids uh, lots of people take things for granted especially kids they get mad when they have to do chores and get off the tv some people don't even have tvs that's right trenton Trenton's uh, like 14-ish years old, 13, 14. He's a cool kid. You know, I, I'm really glad that you mentioned the chores. That fires me up, dude. I feel like you're going to learn. If you if you just learn to do a few chores a day and, and not stress you out, how many? So then at the time you get to the weekend and you're supposed to do a ton of chores, most of them are already all done. So you spread it out throughout the week. It just takes a few minutes in your morning routine, dude. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay, let's keep going. Uh, also, <clears throat> my buddy Brennan. <clears throat> it's easy to get... I, I just... I'm sorry. I just reconnected with Brennan. He and I used to be in a band back in the day, maybe about a decade ago, and I saw him at the July 3rd fireworks event in Mooresville. And Brennan says, it's easy to get wrapped up in a career, in relationships, finances, consumerism, and envy, and etc. Folks forget the gift of life and focus on the bad things. Okay, absolutely. That is literally, you know, it's so easy to pick up your phone and see 10 things that you just can't stand. 10 things that are going to make you mad. 10 things that are not going right that are going to lead you to believe that this world is not going to be, to be a better place tomorrow. But that's wrong. Like, you can't, you can't take your phone's word for it. You got you to gotta live life. You got to connect with your life and see what you're capable of, man. We make it a better place tomorrow. So I, I love that, you know. Brennan's talking about connecting with yourself and, and maybe your family too. I think when he means relationships, man, sometimes you just get too focused. You just got to take a step back. All righty. Um, last but not least, Jimmy Carter. <laughs> I met Jimmy Carter <laughs> in New York. Uh, so I text back and forth with Jimmy Carter. I'm not lying. There is some guy in my phone whose name is actually Jimmy Carter, who I text with. And he introduced, hi, my name is Jimmy Carter. 
Who am I? Who am I? Let the facts get in the way to good story. <clears throat> so Jimmy Carter said. Jimmy Carter says he thinks people take other people for granted in their concerns and well-being. We're all in this together, but we tend to act like it's somebody else's job to help the less fortunate and struggling. Uh, same goes for animals in my book. So those are straight from the wise words of Jimmy Carter. Now you really don't know which Jimmy Carter I'm talking to. <clears throat> now. <clears throat> Uh, fun, fun little side bit from that. And yes, this all will pertain to sleep in just a moment. My dad sent our family a text with a sermon on it, which was telling a story from, uh, you know, the sermon was the priest telling a story about a priest who had recently retired. And that retired priest went and got a home in a very poor neighborhood. And every day he would make a bunch of sandwiches, go sit on a, um, on a bench and, and dole out some sandwiches and connect with people and talk. And so he really became, you know, a, a, a consistency for folks that had very inconsistent lives. And so then he became a little bit famous. He was on the news. Reporters wanted to talk to him. People wanted to send him letters of encouragement. And then people started to send him some money. And he was kind of a curmudgeon to, to boot. So the, the story goes that as people were sending him money, he would write a letter back put that money in the envelope, send it right back to the sender and say, hey, learn to make your own sandwiches. That's what Jimmy Carter's talking about, guys. Jimmy Carter's talking about us. You know, it's, it's somebody else's job to take care of the less fortunate. You know, sometimes we got to learn to make our own sandwiches. We got to get out there and get after it. Thank you, Jimmy. Last but not least, this is the really last one. I asked my mom what she's grateful for. Because uh, we we had an an interesting year in our in our family, and my mom had written me that she was very grateful for being able to do things like breathe, talk, for our sense of smell and our taste, and to be able to laugh out loud and hear the laugh of others, hear the laugh of your loved ones, and that that's something that we often take for granted. And it's so right, dude. These are the little things in life you don't realize you have as gifts until maybe they're not there anymore, or maybe they're not going to be there. Whew. So last but not least, I keep saying that. Sorry. Dreams for all. I am extraordinarily grateful to be able to serve in Kiwanis Exchange Club and also for Dreams for All and serve the public because I have learned things. And so I told you, I don't like doing chores. And an old school me used to procrastinate quite a bit on that stuff. Easy to come up with three reasons why I shouldn't do a chore today. But I have seen folks who, to do the same chores, require 10 times the amount of effort um, to clean up the house. It's, it's actually a physical struggle for them to do that. And while I would put that aside and say, whatever, I'll do it tomorrow. You know, I it only takes the amount of effort I have to to extend is very minimal in comparison. And so then I I should just do it really quick. I get to do it really quick. And you you need to find that perspective. If you don't have that perspective in your own life, get involved somewhere. Go help people. Get get knowledge of the reality of where you live and 
of how people around you live. It's really important lessons. You see, when it comes to sleep, so I, I plan out my sleep. I try to be wide awake every day because I know that if I'm exhausted, two things. One, I'm taking a ton of stuff for granted that day. I'm going to just assume that my car is going to work. I'm going to get to work on time. I'm going to do my job. I'm going to go home and get some rest. I'm just going to take so much of that stuff for granted. I'd rather be wide awake so I can see all the things that are working harmoniously throughout the day. But then also, if I'm supposed to do my chores, if I'm supposed to do something I don't want to do, it's inconvenient. If I am well rested, I will do it. I will physically do it. I will not just sit there and not do it because I get to do it. That's a gift. You get to keep trying to be a better person because at some point in time, that gift is taken away. We can no longer try. We, we no longer get that option. And we no longer exist. And it's really tough. Um, you know, so that's, that's kind of what I think about. Uh, the Ed Milet would call it one last one more. Eventually, you just get that one last time. You get to do that one thing one more time. And that's super heavy. But I don't, I don't want to waste a day. I don't want to take the rest of my time here on earth for granted time. You know, I want, I want to, I want to save as many sleep cycles as possible. I want to travel a little bit. I want to have really fun, uh, beer adventures, uh, with my wife going out to breweries and, and tasting delicious, tasty beverages, searching for the most favoritist coffee blonde in all the world. So that's, that's why I say I'm, I'm grateful. I'm, I'm also grateful because uh, parents oftentimes tell me that when I tell them my sleep habits, they'll ask me what my sleep habits are. I tell them I plan out my sleep. Tell them it, it takes me 25 minutes in the morning to make coffee. And every time they're just like, hard no. I can't do that. I can't. No way. My kids are going to kick me all night. Uh, my kids are in their room screaming, waking me up. My ki- you know, like all of these excuses come up for why they can't game plan their sleep. Or why it makes no difference if they game plan their sleep or not. I don't think that they're right, by the way. I think they do have, they can do it. They choose not to. But that's here or there. Their lives are their lives. But I'm not about to take my freedom and my lifestyle for granted. I'm not going to stay up and play video games super late. Instead, I'm going to maximize my sleep. I'm going to get my superpowers turned on. Turned to level 11. Because I get the opportunity and the chance to calmly sit down once a week, usually in the morning, as part of my my wake-up routine, to plan out my sleep so that I can plan out my being awake and plan out what I can get done, identifying things that are important but not urgent and putting that on. I'm scheduling my priorities, not prioritizing my schedule. Getting out of the thick of thin things, as Stephen Covey would say it. But yeah. So that's how. And not, you know, I just want to let everyone know I'm, I'm not taking it for granted. I'm not taking it a second for granted if I can help it. I'm going to sleep like a superhero so I can wake up and see all the things that I need to be grateful for in my daily life. Well, thank you for listening to the Adventures of Matman. 
You can text me at 704-706-2436 with any questions, feedback, or sleep resources you'd like to share. I would absolutely love to hear from you. Please feel free to text me anytime, even at night or even late at night or early in the morning. I'm not worried. My phone knows exactly what to do.